When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome into the KSR Football Podcast presented by Justice Dental. Nick Roush here with Freddie Maggard, Drew Franklin, and Adam Luckett. And as we all expected, uh, Drew Franklin came back, so the Cats figured out how to score some points. Figured out how to score some points. So thanks for coming back, Drew. We needed you. I got to quit leaving. Every time I go somewhere, it all falls apart. That one's on me. I apologize, and we're moving on. We are moving on, but... We aren't completely moving on to Vandy. We're going to talk about Kentucky's 35-3 win over Akron. And really just the the first three weeks of the season in general. Because um, kind of wild to say out loud like it. Because I don't, A, I, I don't know how much I've learned or what more I have learned about this team. But also, we're a quarter of the way through the season. That's just kind of kind of crazy to say out loud. College football is a sprint, not a marathon. And yeah, I think that, but I think overall, everybody's just had a little fatigue because we had Kentucky hasn't played an SEC game yet or a, another power conference team. So people are just ready to get to that. And I think Kentucky overall, they handled their business in those first three games. There was some ugly football at times, but Saturday I thought was a pretty good performance, all things considered. Um, there were just a couple things on offense that really kept it from being a huge day. So th- I think everybody, even the people within the program are chomping at the bit to go and play um, in the SEC. And that, 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 that gauntlet starts this week with eight consecutive SEC games, eight games in nine weeks against SEC teams. Yeah, and it's not exactly the – when you think SEC football. Freddie, I don't think you think of going into the construction zone uh, next to the Nashville Windy because um, it's, uh, it's not exactly the la- liveliest environment at 11 a.m. in uh, the West End. Yeah, I hate that place. Um, it's not just the stadium that's under construction. It's the whole part of town. So, uh, you know, your Crane car City. thing that – Yeah, the car thing that talks to you, don't trust it. Get there early. Get there on <laughs> Thursday because it may take you that long to get to that beautiful stadium, whatever it's called. How uh, – so Wasn't there a slight change of heart at the fun yeah. we had at House Hotel? House Hotel bit. was great. Nashville grew on me. The traffic did not, but that stadium is not really Nashville to me. That's Vanderbilt, totally different. Is And the well, fact that the, I had a lot of difficulty with the Marriott over there canceling my room kind of added to my frustration. So, I'm out. Uh, question, Freddie. More, yes, do we think there are more cranes in the city of Nashville or touchdowns thrown by Devin Leary this fall? Definitely. Ooh, this fall. This fall. I thought you were talking about Saturday. Uh, I'm going to go Cranes in Nashville. Because, I mean, there's got to be at least 50. At that, least, yeah. If I said passing yards on Saturday, would you lean Devin Leary? It's not a very good pass defense on the Commodores. Yes, yeah, so I go Leary there. So, yeah, I would take Leary over uh, pass yard uh, with the – Things, yes. <laughs> they do have two cranes in the stadium holding up the scoreboard. Uh, I mean, the Vanderbilt jokes, they're just, they write themselves. But uh, we, we don't need to spend all of our time making fun of Vanderbilt. The Commodores did beat Kentucky a year ago. Um, but uh, last I checked, Mike, Mike Riot ain't walking through that door. And uh, Ray Davis, he's going to be playing in the game Saturday, but for the good guys. So, uh, like it, I, I get the sense that. Uh, even though th- there are, they still have some dudes at wide receiver on that team, Mark Stoops is happy that the roster uh, is, does not have the two guys that really ticked him off last fall at Kroger Field. Yeah, Mike Wright's kind of been a pain in the rear uh, when they've played him, and they're probably going to see him when they go to Starkville this year. Yeah, yeah. Roger stinks. Hell, Ro- Wright and, got well, a I mean, uh, touchdown in his first game. Or first pass. But even then, I mean, they're they're using him as a wildcat quarterback, so they're going to see him regardless when they go down there. 
Um, but but last year, when you kind of look at the game, Mike Wright and Ray Davis is what beat them. Um, two of their touchdown drives were set up by long a long touchdown run for Wright to start the, the game, and then a long almost touchdown run for Davis got them down inside the five um, from right around midfield. So they were the they were kind of the engine for Vandy that day, and one of them is in Starkville, and the other one is playing for Kentucky. And I. I don't know about you guys, but he is I, – I didn't know he had the giddy-up in the open field um, that he's shown early in the season. And kind of his change of direction in space, something I didn't know he had. And then as as a pass catcher, the value he's bringing, um, he, I mean, he's been a do-it-all back for Kentucky, and he's, I think, really had a good year to this point, about as good as you can ask uh, for, for someone to come in. I mean, he's really been a nice development, I think, for them. Um, and he's given them some bursts at the tailback position that they really haven't had in the last few years. Like Chris Rodriguez was great, um, but he's not. He wasn't creating some of the explosive plays that we're seeing from Ray Davis. We'll see if it, hap- it could, goes into SEC play. But right now, their pass game's explosive and the run game's explosive. They need to work on the efficiency. Um, but this is setting up to be one of the more explosive offenses we've seen under Stoops, and that's kind of a change. It's really been more efficiency over explosiveness. But this this team's might might just be different. Uh, I remember talking about this after the first week, like so much for running back by committee approach, uh, because I mean, there's really not a good excuse to take Ray out of the game at this point. Like, what do you? He he's he's done it all, right? Like, not only is he running the football with creative explosives, he's doing it the screen on the first play of the game, um, but he's and he's also pass blocking well too. So it's like, why would you use some other guy when? Ray can do it both, and you're not just kind of giving anything away. So I uh, I don't know about you, Drew, but I, I didn't expect that. I, I thought we were just getting some big meathead that could, like, grind out three or four yards. It turns out he was just doing that because Vandy couldn't open holes for him, and that's how he had to get three and four yards. Yeah, with this uh, kind of got some size to him, I didn't expect this side-to-side Lynn Bowden-type runs where he's running 200 yards to get 100 like he did in this last game. But uh, you say – not going by committee, and I don't think they will, but I did like the three runs Juton McLean gave them, and I was really surprised by uh, – I'm going to try Demi Sumo Kongbe. Is that right? Yeah, I'm a, yeah. Almost. Kongbe. Kongbe. You don't really have to say the G. Karn, Karnbe? Like okay, Karnbe. I'll, Demi I'll, Sumo Kongbe. I'll yeah. work on it. Yeah. A uh, little bit of a, an unsung under-the-radar hero on my, my list there at the end of the game. I know it was in mop-up <laughs> minutes, but I enjoyed seeing him get some work out of the running back position too. Well, you were probably smiling ear to ear from that last touchdown that got Kentucky to cover the spread. And that smile, it's a great-looking smile, Drew, because you went to Justice Dental. Proud sponsors a, of the Kansas Football this Podcast. Week. Really? Do you, yeah. do you do the thing where you talk while they're, like, working on your mouth and it's like, ha, 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 ha? You know, sometimes Doc Thompson will ask me about, you know, Kentucky's football team while I've got – five different pieces of equipment in my mouth. But then, I, you know, it's pretty relaxing there. I watch my HGTV and go through the, the beautiful things they do. Um, and whatever you need to do, Justice Dental can take care of it. They are your one-stop shop for all your dental needs, whether you just need a cleaning or you want a full mouth restoration with dental implants and veneers, whatever it may be, Justice Dental, they will take care of you. JusticeDental.com. Schedule an appointment today. Two convenient locations. Uh, one on Blazer, one on Wellington, and we're 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 cooking up. I think we might be taking the podcast on the road, not this Monday, but or what was that? Two weeks from today. So we're we're cooking that up. We'll we'll make an official announcement once it's officially official. But uh, we will not be doing the podcast from a dentist chair. I, I would like to see. I don't know if it's legal <laughs> or not, but it would be fun if we could get just like give Freddie a shot of the laughing gas and then have him tell us the yeah. punter stats. I'm all in. Talking about the running backs. One, two, three, four Kentucky running backs. All four averaged over six yards per carry. As a group, right at 10 yards per carry. So that's that's production right there from the running back position. But I am totally volunteering for the gas and (laughs) my cleaning for the year. (laughs) Yeah. um, So, look, I'm bad at math. Um, But let's just – I'm going to do a quick. Let's take out the the bad yards. Thirty three negative yards. So that's uh, one forty eight divided by nineteen. 
It's like what, 11 yards to carry by the running backs? Yeah, I think it was right at 10 when I crunched the numbers uh, on Sunday. Uh, right at 10 yards per carry. I believe they had nine, 19 for about 190. I'm looking it up right now. But, yeah, I mean, they was a really efficient day. I think as a group they were over 50% success rate. So anytime you're hitting over 50%, that's a really good day. Um, so, yeah, I mean, like I know there was concerns. We heard Mark Stoops talk about it, like them running the football. And I think there has been some efficiency. There's been a lot of like one, two-yard gain, gains, but they've also hit some gashes. And so I've been pleasantly pleased with the running game to this point. I just, but I had I had a different expectation. I knew it was just going to look different. Um, mm-hmm. They're just not running vertically and mowing people down for four, five, six, seven yards at a time. It's going to be more some side to side zone runs, and then they're trying to hit gaps. And with that comes some explosive plays, but there are going to be some negative plays. Uh, but this is a running back, a running game. I think that can produce some some explosiveness, and it just kind of ties in. I think overall what we're seeing from the offense, even the passing game, it's maybe not the most efficient we've seen, but it's just really explosive, and that's just what this offense is. Um, now they just got to get these sophomore receivers going. Yeah, yeah. Um, ooh, are Matt and Scott going at it in the chat, Drew? We got a little – Yeah, I mean, uh, it's, it's pretty good pretty good bore going already. Is it getting ugly or is it fun? Yeah, I mean, right it's, it's, it's early in the night. You know, the podcast is young. Maybe by the end we'll be separating them. Oh, like the people in the end zone the other night? <laughs> yeah. But 11 but, uh, personnel this last week, the, the, the chat got lively. So uh, it might, I think it might, those two guys, it might have been them in the concourse from 11 personnel, and now they're just yeah, uh, moving on over here the Bud to Lights. the PSR football podcast chant. <laughs> Blame the beers. Um, I, I do love, though, that uh, some of the people like, well, there goes the alcohol because there weren't drunk people fighting. Uh any time before this season. Um, that, that never happened in the history of Crogerfield Commonwealth Stadium, where uh, 50 years they invited uh, guys from every era. Dougie Allen, hadn't heard that name in a while. Uh, that was a fun throwback. Uh, JoJo, Tim Couch. Uh, and they even had uh, Barga, who caught the first touchdown ever at Commonwealth Stadium. Um, that was a fun Corey Price fact. I did not know that uh, Bruce Arians scored a d- – He's wrong. Di- di- different Barga? No, Christy Thomas's dad, I think, scored the first touchdown in a JV game for Virginia Tech. Oh, Ooh. they have JV. Freddie, used Freddie to come with the facts. Wow, Turkey I didn't know that. Jeopardy, right there, baby. <laughs> uh, but Bruce Arians was was the Virginia Tech quarterback. He rushed for a touchdown in that game. Um, well, the, the architect was, like, trying to give advice to fans, like, try to avoid Nicholsville Road. It's like, uh, yeah, yeah, still. <laughs> like, that, that, that still applies today. And I can't even imagine what it was like before they had the little lights. I, I mean, and another thing, what was that like when they first put those guys in? Were the lights changed every time? I mean, that ha- people still don't know how they work. That in the interchange at Harrodsburg and New Circle, like I still think people are just like, "Whoa, what's going on here?" We're not uh, great at traffic in Lexington. No, no, and don't get peak started on traffic. If you if you want to get to see somebody fired up, mention Big <laughs> Z and mention traffic. All right. You know? <laughs> what if What if Big Z was late to get on campus because of the traffic jam uh, in Lexington? It, no, NCAA tournament basketballs. That's <laughs> <laughs> and he's got a trunk, a, a trunk full of Wilson Basil. I really want Steven to just like barge in and take over the podcast right now and just like hammer us all with it. Uh, love you, Steven. I can see the comments now. If you check people to the right of it as comments, you can see what they're saying. Yeah. Look there. Look who's hey. here. Freddie's Freddy's here. Yeah. <laughs> I'm in. Um, Mr. Which, Tech in the house. We, before we get back to the action, we do need to bring something up. And, Freddie, we let a lot of it out on last week's podcast when Drew wasn't here. Yeah. But, Freddie, hey, you know, there's always going to be haters. We, you, you don't have to address them. You can let them just be haters. The yeah. haters going to hate. The potatoes going to potate. Just let them be. They're going to be out there. And, you know, you're just, you're just sharing facts. And I, I love to when uh, my favorite retort to any sort of, like, Here's just a good, fun stat to share that, like, I, I don't know. You can share them, but I always love, like, yeah, well, it's against the Mac. And it's like, I mean, but they played who they played. We're just we're telling you who what they did. We, 
but we we don't have to let them get to us, Freddie. We we don't have to let the haters get to us. <clears throat> yeah, you know, I had uh, I don't know 175 people tweet me and say, "Well, it's against whoever and whoever." And finally, I had enough, and I said, "I was today's whatever years old." When I discovered that Kentucky played two MAC teams and an FCS team, you know, no kid. You think I don't freaking know that? You know what I mean? I mean, I got four sheets of crap here. Uh, okay, so I re- with the defense, I, and again, you have to factor competition. Let's give people what they want. Kentucky's second in the SEC, twelfth in the country at eleven point three points per game. That's pretty good. Rush defense again. That's a that's a, that's a very good. Uh, number for Kentucky, 71 yards, 2.3 uh, carries, uh, 2.3 yards per carry, 282 total. Defense, other than the third down, looks really good. Other than third down and passes defended, Kentucky's only defended nine, which is last in the SEC. Offensively, 36 points a game. We all know that. 5.6 yards per carry. With only 65 carries, Adam, that fits into what you said, 407 total yards. Almost eight yards per play, 50% on third down. Sacks, Kentucky's doing much better than it did last year defensively with 10 tackles for loss or 20 already, only had 53 mm-hmm. last year. So if you look at this team on paper, it does not meet or match what you what I see with my eyes and feel with my gut, right? It just does not match up. But I get what Stoop says when he, and he talks about the execution and what's keeping this team from dropping 50 on one thing that, that popped to me is we have a text going on during the game. There's too many second tens, right? I think that in today's era of name, image, and likeness and 85 free agents on the team, Kentucky's trying to force the ball to some players instead of getting the ball down, getting the ball to the open receiver. I think that's got to stop. Whoever gets the ball gets the ball and play team offense. And once Kentucky does that, clean up the snaps, that killed it. The offensive line has improved. The numbers say so, but my eyes say they struggle a little bit, but still only giving up uh, uh, a low amount of sacks, three, which is uh, second, uh, second in the SEC, and 13 tackles for loss, which is third in the conference. So those offensive numbers to me look really good for the offensive line, but we all see with our eyes that they've got to clean a lot of stuff up with the penalties and missed assignments, miscommunication. But one thing I am encouraged about, and I'm sorry I've gone on so long, the errors that have been made by Kentucky have been with full effort that I did not see last year, right? I think this team plays much harder. I think this team cares more than last year's team. And I think this team uh, has the juice that Mark Stoops wants. This has got to clean up that execution like with the Jordan Dingle fumble, great pass, great catch, great protection, gets stripped. All right, I mean, that was an effort effort turnover from Dingle, and I'll take that because he's just fighting for yards. But I think that play and then the hold with the 64-yard touchdown coming back kind of personifies or, or describes this Kentucky offense in two plays of the season. One more stat, Freddie. Right now. Uh... Kentucky has outscored its opponents 107 to 34. Um, that's pretty good. Um, if it was 127 to 30, I, I think people might be a little bit happier. I don't know how much more happy they'd be, but it is stuff like getting a touchdown wiped off the board and then having the other team recover a fumble in your end zone. Where, I mean, like it, it wasn't just this game, too. It's just the mistakes have been really big mistakes, not just little ones. They've been every, – every single one of them has been big, and it's directly led to points taken off the scoreboard, stuff that every person with a pulse knows that you can't afford to get away with in SEC play. Yeah, and you, there's been two situations where they've gotten a short field in field goal range, and they didn't get points. One against EKU, Devin Larry threw the interception – uh, and then one this week, they go three and out, delay a game, punt. Like that stuff is just like, come on, guys. Like, got to get at least a first down mm-hmm. here. At least get a better field goal range. Can't come away with nothing on the board right there. And then there's been some unfortunate turnovers. Uh, I think Leary's had some bad interception luck um, through three games this season. But I think, like Freddie mentioned, the stack numbers, you think it's higher. I think Leary has a lot to do with the stack numbers being what they are. He's escaped a bunch of 
bad situation, Sid. That play he made on Saturday on the Davis, I, I haven't seen a quarterback make a play like that since Lorenzen in that, wearing a Kentucky jersey in that stadium. I mean, I don't want to speak for anybody else, but that was a special, special, special play. And I, and I think whenever you talk about Kentucky, like you know who they are and what they're going to be on defense. And offensively, they're going to go as number 13 takes them. That's really going to kind of be this year. The O-line kind of is what it is. Um, but there, he has shown that even with pressure, he can make stuff happen. Um, he, he can deliver the ball vertically with touch and timing. The two throws he's made to Tavian Robinson in the end zone the last two weeks, you cannot throw a football any better than that Ooh. on both of those throws. Uh, so you, we've seen the flashes with him. And he at any point, this, this offense can go 70 yards and play the band. Like they can score at any point when they touch the football, and that makes them dangerous. And if they put it together, which is what I sense is some of the frustration with Liam Cohen and Mark Stoops, is they know they're just a little bit off, and if they can put it together, they can really be – or really kind of have a special season. But they got to get everyone together, and they got to stop making silly mistakes like Jagger Burton, false starts, and bad snap on first and goal, and holding wipes off a 72-yard touchdown or whatever it was. Those, those are the things they have to eliminate on offense. Jordan Dingle fumbles when it would have been a first and 10 in the red, in the red zone. Yeah, those are the things they have to eliminate. Adam, let me, let me, I'm sorry, let me add two more things here. Real, just real Adam, quick. add away. The Kentucky, as far as allowed quarterback sacks, which is a huge problem in the SEC last year right now, Kentucky's tied for first in the conference. Allowed tackles for loss, Kentucky's tied at third in the conference. So, Vast improvements, and I drew. I do agree with Adam. A lot of that has got to do with, I think, Leary's pocket mechanics presence, execution, awareness is much better than we've seen in a very long time at quarterback at Kentucky. Uh, Freddie, you got some good news. Uh, pick six for the Pittsburgh Steelers. They're looking good. They're feeling good. I've, I feel good when I'm rocking my bird dogs. Uh, Drew, I know you saw them today. I was rocking the, the Gabe Ruths. Like they're, they're pants that are nice, but they they feel like sweatpants. And that's all I like about bird dogs is I I feel like I'm wearing not nice clothes, but they look nice. It's it's efficient, uh, look good, feel good, play good. But like I don't know, I feel like I'm wearing sweatpants, but it's like uh, dress clothes. I, I I love it, love it. Also love the names of some of the the pants here. Like their white dress slacks are the Lee. I did a lot of cocas. That's that's good. That's good. I noticed. You, I noticed your bird dogs right away today. Um, Nate, your navy showing a little ankle there, a little athletic style, a little tapered. I'm yeah. wearing bird dogs right now. I would show them off, but you know, it's uh, it's, it's a little down. weird to just. But I have yeah. mine on now. Yeah, I'm seeing this take a lot. Uh, Stog Jack, I guess. Uh, sorry if I mispronounced it. Those stats are better, but we haven't played any SECD yet. I mean, yes, we know that. You can't judge them until they play them, but like this is this is still a projection, but it's not like this guy has never played uh, high level football before. Like I, I Birddogs.com like, slash KSR. Hey, there's a lot of criticism for <laughs> the Promo team. code KSR. How'd you fly South? My bad. Yeah, I, yeah, I, my good, bad. But but that's just I, that stuff keeps coming up and I don't know what, what, what you want them to do. This is just the schedule. Uh, I think a lot of people are getting schedule fatigue, I, but I don't, I don't understand. I don't understand it. Sorry, bird dogs. Trust me, we're, we're bird dogs. I get it. Adam, <laughs> I people get are it. people are uncomfortable with the bird dogs, but they're uncomfortable with the schedule to date, and they're yeah. excited to get into the meat of the schedule. I get like it they're excited the to get their bird dogs. Yeah, I get that, Adam, from Kentucky. the opening okay, kickoff sorry. until the end of the game. Uh, I mean, it's constant. The funny thing is, too, Freddie, is like. How many SEC defenses have you gone out there and watched and like, oh, well, Kentucky can't score on them? Like Alabama, they they sure looked invincible on Saturday against USF, whole seventeen to three barn burner. You know, like Tennessee, gosh, they really they really put it on Florida or Graham Mertz. He was just lighting them up in that second half. Like, <laughs> gotta look around the league and kind of compare it to your peers. Um, you gotta. Look at everybody. I mean, this is that's this is college football. Uh, they aren't being perfect, but it is kind of fun to walk in and have these big blowouts where you're like, okay, they're playing well enough. It's still not great. I mean, even Georgia, which um, look at that was a 
Georgia's been doing that all year where they play with their food in the first half. They come out in the second half. If Kentucky well, – let's put it this way. How do you feel about Kentucky if they're still playing like this throughout the season? Like maybe instead of five bad mistakes, they cut it down to three. I don't know about you, but I still think Kentucky's going to win most of the games they play if they're still creating this many explosive plays on offense. Kentucky is a flawed football team, but every team they play, no one's got a better quarterback than they have that I see on that schedule. Tell me I'm wrong. Yeah, yeah Rat- Rattler's he's the better, best quarterback right now in the SEC. Like He's like the most productive, and it's like, but, you know. Like I, will take, I will take that one, but tell me who's better than him other than Rattler. Tell me. Someone in the chat, tell me, please. Yeah, I, I can't. Gotta, it's gotta be for the chat better, tonight. If you have the better quarterback, you have a chance every Saturday. It's not rocket science. So, like, they can look <laughs> like, bad, but if they got the quarterback, like, they're gonna figure stuff out. Yeah, uh, the case, two right? guys too that people thought were gonna be incredible: Jaden Daniels and KJ Jefferson. KJ Jefferson lost at home to BYU, and uh, Jaden Daniels finally, like, he'd been kind of ho hum all year, and they just blitz Mississippi State, who that. That team might just stink. Like they, they might be bad. Um, I chose Mississippi know, State. I'll, LSU yeah. is my Saturday viewing. Mississippi State looked terrible. It wasn't just neighbors getting 200 yards in the second half. Rodgers was missing throws. Clearly, that's Mike Leach roster not built for the way they're playing right now. But I had that as a loss in, in my initial predictions. I, I might even – my schedule might get better now this part of the season after seeing them. They looked horrible. Uh, Matt said, well, uh, Jack Plummer. I mean, would you take Jack Plummer? <laughs> I just I, – I, he, he completed he like nine another, passes for 250 yards. It was like the throw it to the one guy Jamari and he runs six – yeah, just let Jamari Thrash, Jamari Thrash do everything. Go. Yeah. But um, I just – even like – Mississippi State's a good point because – What's his name they had, Texas A&M? <laughs> they, <laughs> they had – the one thing Mississippi State had was a great play caller duo, right? Mike Leach, Zach Arnett. And they don't have that anymore. Zach Arnett's the head coach, and now they have a new office coordinator. But Kentucky, they still have, like, if you still believe in Cohen, like, before the year, if you were really excited about that, that the first three games should change. You still have Brad White. Like, that's as good of a play caller duo. I get Nick is losing it over the uh, – Bill, Bill Allen Deaton in. saying putting Dante Allen. That, that, that got me. That really got me. Oh yeah. man, Chad, I, I still think that, that's you. They have the quarterback and they have a strong coordinator duo. That that's going to get wins. So that's why I have confidence they're going to just figure stuff out. Who's Dante Allen? Exactly, Freddie. He, he he's a basketball player for oh, Western Kentucky. Never mind. I don't care. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That'll be that'll be that's uh, the new Reed Shepherd. Oh, well, the old Reed Shepherd, but Reed's probably oh, a lot better. Oh man. Um, uh, to your point that. I'm glad that we got like. I, first off, whatever Cole Kubelik, I need his password, his login to watch the like, the the down the line film, the like the end zone oh, stuff. Oh my gosh, because that, that pass, like you you could feel it when Dingle just reached his hand out there, but then you see it in the seam, and like it's just like, shoom. I mean, just like I, I don't I don't know how Devin Leary does it some of the times, and it's it's fun to watch. Um, you know, he's still not perfect. Um, he was missing some guys at times. And I mean, I forgot, I forgot who it was that made a heck of a, it was Barry, It was one of Barry two catches. Uh, we can talk about the receivers. Now we can talk about uh, a couple of players that are struggling, but one catch that Barry did have, I mean, was that a third down two like it or second and long? That was, I mean, almost hit the turf and he just snatched it right from the bottom. Yeah. That was an impressive catch. Yeah. I don't th- it's hard to know with some of the routes because you just can't see them, right? You go back and read, you just can't see them. So you know what's going on, and you don't know what the assignment is. Uh, but I thought Barian did some good things. I thought he missed the lane on the kickoff return. I think if he keeps it up, hug towards the head. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. She's probably gone. Um, but I thought he did some good things. But there's there's something going on with Key and Leary on where the where the the stop or the cut's supposed to be. 
where he's supposed to sit at. That, like that's twice that's happened. It's both of them have been interceptions. And then on those in cuts, they they are missing. Um, whether it's an off throw or Dane not being exactly where he's going to be, but we saw it in the first game, Nick, on the in the red zone. Um, mm-hmm. They run the little rub for keys wide open. Leary misses the throw. Like they, but they got to get on the same page. Whatever that is, there, that's going to be really those, important, and they got to get on the same page. Those should be automatic. Like that's like here's the first down play. The coverage yeah. is there. Yeah, like this should be, and and that's that. I mean, that's the expectation, right? Like um, for Danky to be what Danky wants to be, him and Devin have to get on that same page. You know, some of it. Uh, I, I mean, really, at this point. It's probably just all in his head. I was 19 one time. I was an idiot. I was much dumber, much less mature than Dane. I had nothing figured out. I understand what it can be like to be young and struggling, and you're just feels like your wheels are spinning sometimes because you're, you're trying, but just things aren't. It's just not working. Like, I, except I just wasn't even trying. I just did. I, I would I would set my alarm and then just immediately turn it off. Like, dude, you are not going to this 8 a.m. class. Like, what, what, who am I kidding here? This is not going to happen. So, uh, do I think it's it's doable for him to get over it? Sure. Um, but, you know, Stoops was like, you know, we, we tried talking to him about it ahead of the season. You get a little bit of success. Um, you know, sometimes you think you got it figured out. And I the biggest thing that I've taken away just from the receivers that gave me a little pause before the season started was the quote that, hey, under Coach Cohen – you have to do things a certain way to play receiver here. Rich was just like, oh, get open. You know, like, whatever the hell you want. Just go do it. Like, they, did, they didn't have rules to follow. And it works some of the time. But now, I mean, that was – Cohen, after the game, is like, we run that route. It's a 15-yard comeback. We run it at 15. It's outside. Like, it's this one three-step, one-hitch timing. Boom, it's there. It's out. And they aren't – like, that. That's that's not happening right now for whatever reason. Um that's something if it doesn't that if it if it's not clicking this week what how big of a problem is it you do you get a three-week pass because of the competition i think some of that's I think, too that's like a big that's a big pass yes i, I, I yeah. think for receivers yes. like there's like uh there's also a all right i'm gonna do whatever the hell i want because it's Akron. you know like it's go that problem it's go yeah exactly so, i heard stoops talk a little bit about it i can't quote him obviously but i still think that the free agency thing is, is affecting the play call and affecting where the football's going. I mean, I just need to relax and run routes and wherever the ball goes, it goes. You know, I, I just yeah. it, to me it looks a little forced at times for certain players. And for a quarterback, that is incredibly frustrating. Incredibly frustrating because, well, Devin Leary is now getting paid to make the decision on where the football goes, right? That's his – with name, image, and likeness, that's his job. So, and and I think that can create bad habits for Leary if they're saying, okay, we want to get the ball to Barry on in this hitch. We want to do this, you know, on first down, we want to do this, you know, to get him some catches. It's not working, you know. So I think that can that can that can get with with Leary a little bit. And with Dane, I think he's going to be just fine. Uh, he proved it last year. So did Barry on. I think they're going to be okay. Uh, give them the three-game pass and just let's start now, okay. You know, it's like NASCAR. Go get your own car and, and see how you run in traffic. That's that's what we're going to do this week against Vanderbilt, even though that, that pass defense is not very good. No, no. Um, Lightfoot Shaka coming said, though, that his uh, – I did too. His, his whole mindset changed once, uh, once he took that shot to the ribs, got the wind knocked out of him and said, uh, I got – Got Jesus in that moment, <laughs> thinking about life. I think a lot of people, a lot of people at that stadium felt Jesus and Chili's at that moment. Yeah, yeah. Uh, need him on the sideline. The other, the other guy, another Frederick Douglas who struggled, Jagger Burton. Because the thing was, after the game, those coaches had some strong remarks. Uh, you know, Cohen basically saying like, "We're not going to force anybody the ball anymore. We're running the plays. If you do your job, you're getting the ball." Um, you know, Stoops. Kind of walked him back where he was like, we're, we're going to try everybody when, you know, asking if they would try Eli Cox. But I think also when they went back and watched that, I mean, Jagger had like three really dumb moves, but for the most part, like he's not like it. You, you watched it much more with a critical eye than me. Like, I don't, I don't think he's out there costing this team a lot. It was just three 
very costly mistakes. Yeah, but they were critical. Uh, yeah, yeah. Like he's he's not it, he's not tripping over his feet every play, but uh, you know it. When Kentucky plays Florida at home, or even this weekend on the road, or any SEC, they cannot have a first and goal and snap it over the quarterback's head. You yeah. just can't yeah. have that. Bottom line, you cannot have like the the holding call is very much an awareness play. You're blocking a nose guard who can't really run. If the quarterback's out of the pocket. Don't even risk it. Just get your hands back and run with him, and then hit him on his way. Like there's no reason to grab and, and risk a holding call. You can't do that right there. And so that that happened. And then there, to me, through three weeks, there's been some false starts that looked like the center was supposed to snap the ball, and the ball didn't come out. Now I don't I don't know what's going on. It's just what I've seen and what I've kind of sensed. You don't know. He's a, a shame. I, I, I don't know. This, I know I don't your know name. Snap counts, believe you it don't not. have the headset on up there. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but that, and then they showed they showed Cohen on the TV broadcast um, after one of them, and his, he was yelling obscenities. Um, it looked like Freddie. Did you ever so, have one of those headsets on? No, no, no. They didn't let us have headsets on. Oh man, I'd love to know. I'd I'd love to just listen. You mean to like? But, 2018 or like when I played? Oh, like like, like 2018 when Vince and Mark are having. No, just... man, there's there's strict rules about that. I don't know if people know that. Uh, you're only allowed to have so many that can talk. Uh-huh. Then, then you're given, I think, two or three that can that, listen. That can listen only. That can't talk. There's there's regulations on that. So you can't have. You know, I guess that's the Alabama rule when you got 74 quality control coaches. You know, you can't have 74 things on your ears, right? So mm. that's a competitive advantage these days, not, uh, you know, one and a half million for three years for a five-star defensive tackle. Oh, did I say that out loud? My bad. <laughs> yeah, but back to your point, Nick. When Jagger, after he snaps the ball, I think he's playing well. Yeah. Snapping has been an issue. And then uh, some of the pre-snap stuff. That, that, that just got to get cleaned up, though. But. I think it's very much kind of they're in a short lease situation right now where it's kind of now or never. I would I would assume at least. Well, it's like uh, hey, all right, we did we did the three games. Now it's let's let's go. It's go time. Um, We need you. Those are critical positions, both Jagger and Dane. And now it's like all right, well, um, you got to play better. You do, even though it's it's just Vanderbilt and it is an SEC road trip. An SEC road trip. We'd love to see the BBN pack the stadium and you can do that if you go to gametime.co or download the game time app use promo code ksr for your first purchase it's the fastest and best way to get last minute ticket deals to anywhere so if you're down in nashville for the cats game it's a noon kickoff i don't know who's playing at the ramen or if there's a concert at bridgestone but you can just pull that app up scrolling down find your seats two taps boom Done. Tickets on your phone, just like that. And they even run flash sales on a lot of those. So, you know, jump. I, I had a, Drew, I had a very, like, it was it was very fun because spur of the moment, friend hits me up on a Thursday, says, I, I got some got some tickets to Bourbon and Beyond. Want to come? It's like, uh, yeah. I, I, I. I never that that feeling that adrenaline rush. It was incredible. It was amazing. You can get that too if you download the Game Time app. Promo code KSR for twenty bucks off your first purchase with the fastest, best way to get tickets to watch the Wildcats. I, I don't think they could have printed enough tickets on Game Time to get any more people in um, at Corbin last Friday night. Drew, like that was that was, no, that, was uh... that was something. Uh, I had Freddie Maggard in the uh, Kroger Game of the Week media pass. If not for that, I don't think I would have made it because it seems they were sold out long before I even got in town. The parking lot was full before I even got to Corbin. Freddie compared it to Green Bay, and I, I finally got to see what he's talking about, how that whole town just shuts down for football. We had a really fun experience there. And then, of course, it ended with the two big commitments from the Twins. So that was a heck of a night last Friday. Freddie, I know you had fun. Freddie, yeah. I like the glasses too. You you pulled out your inner coach prime. I did, yeah, I did. <laughs> I had a headache. That's why I had them on. Then I thought it would look cool with the video because Drew always looks good, and I look 
not good, but we well, uh, should steer into it. Just Coach Bryant. Yeah, well, they're Shady yeah. Rays, and that's a non-paid endorsement. Because uh, they want to endorse us, though. We'll yeah, endorse. I'll them. take it. Trust yeah. me. Yeah, yeah. Here's the deal. I I knew it was a big game because I got there Thursday evening. They sold a, a thousand tickets to the game. They sold season tickets, and they th- sold a thousand T-shirts. And then I talked to the AD. He said, be here at 6 o'clock in the morning. So I was back at the stadium at 6 a.m. And they had a sunrise pep rally where they gave all 900 students a T-shirt because it was a whiteout. And they had this big thing. And then, you know, next thing I know, I'm giving passes to everybody and it's game time. But when I knew it was a big game, it wasn't because I got to the stadium 90 minutes prior and there wasn't a seat in the house and drew him right i mean it was completely oh, yeah. packed uh the the national anthem singer is drew's buddy marlena oh, marlena yeah. van hoos yeah so wow. i knew it was a big one then yeah and then uh she had they had the fireworks too before fireworks before the yeah. game was that an accident or were they just <laughs> no, that excited just that excited and then there were college coaches <laughs> there as, uh-huh. as people can can take with that and then the twins. I mean, they're they're just they're impressive on film. But until you see them in person and see how tall and long and powerful and twitchy they are, it really film doesn't do it justice. I don't think, right, Drew? I mean, they they just pop, pop. That's how how good they are. And then the flip afterwards. But the game was great. You know, every, every other game in Kentucky now is fifty eight to fifty five or something like that. This was a good old-fashioned defensive fist fight for well, kind of really, for however long the game is. <laughs> Literally, and, yeah. and Douglas had it on, on the goal line with no, time running out, and Corbin held. It was it was it was a great experience. The stadium is beautiful, and like I told Drew, if you've seen pictures and videos of it, like I sent you guys, that's just phase one. They've not even started phase two of that thing yet, so. And they're going to add more to it. But it was a great weekend with the Kroger KSR game of the week. Uh, for the this week, the number two team in the state, which is Corbin, we're going to go see the number one team in the state on Friday, which is Boyle County hosting Lexington oh, Catholic. Man. And this, I know um, <clears throat> for a while it was Boyle-Danville, but uh, these two teams playing, I mean, there there was a time, I mean, lucky when we were in high school, it was whoever won that game was probably going to go to the state championship and had a good chance to win it. Um, I had a lot of friends who were not Boyle County fans. Yeah, um, it was back in the 2A days when there was four classes, 1A, 2A, 3A, 4A. Oh, uh, well, I'm not that yeah. old. All right, yeah. Um, yeah, well, <laughs> I remember that, that those days. That's how old yeah, I am. Yeah. What, what, what were they when they first went six? Four, were they both four? They were both four, yeah, yeah. They, well, they also I, used to be two. I, I believe so. I, I don't know. It's hard getting to uh, – my first year of varsity football, though, was the first year of six classes. Ty Scroggins was on the front page of the C- CJ doing, like, back to school, back to class. And it was uh, – I, I remember that vividly, that photo shoot. But uh, Boyle County, Weisskath, tempers will be flaring, I'm sure. Um, there's a lot of – there's maybe not the Smith twins talent there, um, but there is a lot of good ball players in that game, so we'll be excited there. But quickly, look at um, I. I want you to share your take on on the films of Jacob and Jared. Where I'm still, it's it's getting it's it's taking me some time, but I think I've got it down. Where Jacob's the edge, Jared's the defensive lineman. That uh, and the and the thing too, watching Big Dion getting a five technique and a two point stance, and then having um, you know Noah Matthews go down and rush the passer as like a defensive tackle. They might have positions, but I, I think either of them can line up at a lot of different spots and kind of just raise some hell on that defensive line. Yeah, um, Gerard Smith is kind of a 3-4 defensive end. He's really explosive, twitchy. Um, he's got athleticism to kind of run the run the hoop a little bit. I think you could side him in and be a really productive interior rusher as a three-technique. Um, and pass rushing, he wins quickly. Quick winner at the the point of attack. I really like his game. I think he's a guy who's gonna find a way to factor in in the rotation next year. Kentucky's defensive line. Um, then you're gonna go out to Jacob. Jacob Smith, tall, long, um, athletic, can play in space. Shows good situational awareness and movement ability. That I think of him more. Kind of think of how Kentucky played Jordan Wright, kind of playing into the field. Um, 
really had value as a zone defender because um, he's long and cover a lot of ground and then has some pass rush potential due to his athleticism and length. Um, and he's a guy I think could factor in pretty soon um, out there for, for in Brad White's position room. Uh, both these guys, I, I would project to play as true freshmen and have a chance to be multi-year starters here and be really productive Ooh. players. Um, back to Gerard, I don't think – you know, you never want to compare someone to uh, – I'm not saying he's going to be Josh Pascal, but he has some some of the, their place traits are similar. Can, can shoot gaps, quick winner, um, plays with a high motor, um, and will and is physical as all get out. And so I, I really like him as a player. Um, I think weight's going to be the big thing for him. What weight can he get up to? Uh, but I really, I really like his potential, specifically pass rush. I think he could really provide some extra pass rush for Kentucky. Um, and both players have, I think, are very instinctual, very smart football players. And so that's going to allow them, I think, to have some success early in their career. So all that be said, huge recruiting win for Vince Merrill. I'm um, getting these kids flipped for Michigan. It's a big deal. Especially yeah. when you consider the head-to-head battles Michigan and Kentucky have had some some of the recent cycles, getting these guys is a big deal. No, it certainly is, and it might be getting richer. Devin Smith, he's announcing his decision this Friday. Kentucky or LSU, and uh, Zach Gagan was one of few people to submit an on three RPM pick for Kentucky to land. Uh, another commitment who, I mean, he had a finalist list of just a murderer's row of SEC teams. Uh, could be a quality player. This front seven, front seven's looking looking stout in this 2024 recruiting class. Gosh, still see, it sounds weird to say 2024 uh, recruiting class out loud. Um, but, yeah, future is looking very bright. Um, I want to – I was, I was going to check – the site, see if we missed anything. Is site still down? What is this, 2007? still down. Yeah, are we hacked this again? Is, this is weird. What? <laughs> Who was it? Was it Russia that tried to take us down that one time? Uh, might have been France. Oh. We're, we're, still, we're still considering going to war over it. Yeah, yeah. Um, definitely. That was back when the website would crash every other month, I would say. It was fun when it was like, all right, uh, oh, the day Patino got fired, I just kept hitting refresh, yeah. trying to like hit the publish button, and then you're like, "Whoo! I got I got the publish button in! I got the publish in!" It was, uh, oh, that was a wild day. Um, We've grown hey. up so much since then, except for right now when it's not working. Is the board working? It'll be working soon. We got YouTube's working. We got uh, Dollar said it was, but I I haven't. I think the app's working. Oh. So if you uh, if you want to get on oh. the app, that may be the way to go. Ian, Zach has something on Four Star Edge, Amari Williams. Yeah, everybody oh. on here better be following our uh, X account too. Are we calling it X? Are we finally X gonna give it to you? Is it X? Uh, Is that what we're doing? Uh, sure. Or no, we call it Twitter, but like it's okay. at KSR on X. So that yeah, I've um, slowly started calling it X. I'm caving in to Elon. Um, but the board is popping. So if you haven't done it, like come on. Come on, especially the game. I mean, uh, we're, we're having a lot of fun with it, having a lot of fun with it. Um, I think you'll have fun as well. Uh, you'll know some things before anybody else, and you just get to hang out and chat with us when we're, you know, sweating out bets. Like it. Uh, I, I think I lost eight bets in a row, and then I won four in a row. Uh, but our guy, Andy Staples, he did the impossible. He went 0 oh, for 8. Was it 7? I mean, I, I hit it 0 with 6 last year, so I, I feel him on that. <laughs> that that – I think it's harder to do that than, than to go seven and zero. I mean, that's impressive. So shout out to you, Andy. Uh, but we're we're having a good time over there. I'm going to be on the board all night talking about the Stillers. Got to get this rivalry ran over the Browns. Um, so yeah, fun stuff happening. You can get a dollar for a month or fifty percent off whenever. And we might have a flash sale when the Cats play Florida. So if you're thinking about joining Carousel Plus, maybe you do it next week. Uh, just just some food for thought. Um, but yeah, do we have do we have any parting thoughts, Freddie? Is there anything on your mind? I love that somebody in the chat said you look like a disappointing father right now, and uh, another person said that Lucky is starting to morph into Freddie. So a disappointing or a disappointed, that. disappointed father. I'll start saying that's a little personal. Whoever said that to call me a disappointing <laughs> father, I take a lot of pride in that. Come on, man. Uh, uh, back to the Corbin, you know, I've talked about Eli Petrosky, and you said 2024 is hard to say. He's a 2026 tight end, 6'4", 210. Uh, 
like his fluidity. I like his size, his length. And he has Adam. He's got some caddis in him, man. He is, he is a like physical that. blocker. I mean, he really is. Um, you know, for Kentucky, you know, with me, with Dane and Jagger, first time I met Jagger Burton was in Nashville, ironically, when Kentucky lost to Western, Western in Stoops' first game. I went with the Burtons and I went with the Crawfords and we all went and stayed at the Gatlinburg, not the Gatlinburg, but the Dollywood, not Do- you know what I'm talking about? The Opryland. Opryland. Yeah. Jagger, Hell on earth. Jagger was a snotty-nosed little nine-year-old I had to watch when his dad went up to the room and I was like, I ain't babysitting. That's Jagger. First time I met Jagger Burton. With Dane, Dante was a teammate of mine. I've seen Dane grow up. So I know what they're made of. I know how they're well, – I don't know how they were made, but I know who made them, <laughs> right? So I, that's why I have full faith in both of them. And that's why I think they're going to they're gonna, – if they are in a little funk right now, they're going to come out of it. But that's my background with, with those folks, you know, as I – you know, I've known them since they were little bitty. And uh, got a lot of faith in them and their families. Okay. Well, Am I allowed to say that? Or go yeah, you, yeah. go University of where I, my home state. Can I say that, Drew? Yeah, you can say that. Hold on. Do I get? A, do I have to get that sawed off my arm? <laughs> Is that uh, illegal? No. You just can't put it on a helmet. We're still helmet. working through. <laughs> still working through logos. Oh, I thought I was about to saw my arm off. So I'm, am I good, Drew? Yeah, yeah, you're good. Okay. But if anybody would saw their arm off for Kentucky football, it's you. Yeah, and I I, I will say like to your point. And I, I probably didn't say it so eloquently earlier, but who amongst us have, hasn't been in a funk? I think that's just, you know, some early season blues. And some of it you kind of expect from some young players who are, man, they're in the middle of it right now. Uh, and so this is part of learning. This is part of growth. Will the Cats be able to grow, push through at Vanderbilt against Cork Lee? We're going to talk about that more on Wednesday on 11 Personnel. And then we'll have another pigskin preview ready for you. Uh, this Friday. Appreciate y'all tuning in to those, sharing our picks. That's a lot of fun, and I've got got more props to use. Uh, fortunate that I did start winning some games because the props were going to get uglier. So um, happy happy to roll out some of that this fall. I'm fortunate. Uh, I'm very very blessed to hear that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and our, our viewers and listeners are too. But this has been a lot of fun. It's time to go watch some money right football. Go Cats and uh, go Crow Green.